welcome to Offkey, a member and labs podcast about music's professionals for non-music professionals. I'm your host, Linsa Arnold. Welcome back to Offkey. Before we get started, I just wanted to say a big thank you for your support for the first couple episodes of the show. We've had an overwhelmingly positive response so far, and I hope you just know I really appreciate it, and it makes me really excited to continue working on this project. Today I'm speaking with Sarah McDougall, a singer-songwriter originally from Malmö, Sweden. Sarah was in Victoria just coming off of her Trader Time tour with Ivan Coyote and was kind enough to stop by Membran Labs to chat with me about the Trader Time show and her most recent album, All the Hours I Have Left to Tell You Anything. I had a really lovely time meeting and chatting with Sarah, and I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. So the loneliness it's in So I guess we can get started. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. I really Thank appreciate you. Yeah, you taking the time this morning to come, even though you have a meeting I know, later. That's fine. Um, but Sarah, where did you grow up? I grew up in Malmö in Sweden. Okay, cool. Yeah. When did you come out to Canada? Because you live in the Yukon. Yeah, I split my time between actually three places right okay. now, which is Vancouver, uh, Whitehorse, and London, Ontario. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But I moved to Vancouver uh, after high school. Okay. Just like yeah. family move or just because you wanted to? Because um, I was uh, accepted to study music okay. at SFU. Okay, And cool. uh, my dad's Canadian, so mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Canada and check it out. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. How did you kind of first get in to music? Was that, well, you got into SFU to study music, obviously, so it was yeah. earlier. But yeah. <laughs> earlier, um, well, I started playing the organ when I was seven and then oh, uh, cool. moved <laughs> then I moved over to the guitar at 11 mm-hmm. and I started writing songs right away um so in my teenage years I had a rock band um kind of a psych- psychedelic rock band cool. and uh we wrote probably hundreds of songs and recorded a bunch of demos and stuff like that and then uh and then in my late teens I got more into like my own singer songwriter mm-hmm kind of thing is that more similar to kind of the sound that you have now yeah, yeah. more similar yeah yeah, yeah. than like psychedelic rock yeah definitely <laughs> um that's interesting the organ I don't know if I've yeah. met anyone who that was their first instrument I know I think it was just like one of those situations where my parents like saw an ad of like you know electric organ like yeah. come and pick it up for free and they're like yeah. oh that's way cheaper than a piano yeah, that's what Sarah's playing <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. What, so you said you kind of came for university. Was your family, Mm -hmm. did you have any family here? No, I had family in in London, Ontario. Okay. um, Which is why I'm partly based there now. Yeah. Um, But um, no, I didn't really, I had one friend in Vancouver, so I stayed on her couch for for about four months. Nice. Yeah. Did you like it? (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, it was really, I was so, um, coming from Sweden, where it's like, culturally, very like, you don't talk to strangers. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of more, you know, it's a very warm culture, but it's cold when it comes to um, just like strangers interactions and stuff like that. 
Yeah, and it's I, like uh, private, I guess. Private, yeah. yeah. And I came here and people were like, you know, talking to people in the stores and, mm-hmm. you know, hey, how's it go? How was your day? And there was a conversation. And I was like, oh, my God, people are, <laughs> <laughs> people are speaking to each other in the store. That's so weird and amazing. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed that that changes. Like, that's like such one of those social things that when you travel like you don't really think about and we do really take for granted here and I know especially in Victoria you know you run into like 10 people that you know going down the street and yeah yeah it is really different when you go somewhere and everyone is just there's nothing wrong with it like it's just different exactly yeah Yeah, their own thing it's just a different way mm -hmm. yeah do you find that your upbringing in Sweden like influences your music a lot definitely um I think there's a certain like maybe melancholy um, feeling in Swedish art that Mm. probably, you know, of course, influenced me and I listen to a lot of Swedish music. Mm. Um, So it's kind of in me and uh, my music is, you know, is on that like melancholy Mm -hmm. spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's probably, you know, partly where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So between Vancouver, London, Ontario, and then the Yukon as well. Yeah. Why? Why white horse? I think <laughs> I think not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think it's just kind of surprising. Um, I kind of um, just I went there on tour and then I just stayed. Yeah. It was. It's just one of those magical places cool. that draws you in once you go there. Um, a lot of people that live there have that same story where it's like I came for a weekend and now I've been here 30 years. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, I think it's it's a really good um, balance from the touring life um, mm. where it's really busy and you're so overstimulated all the time. Yeah. And then you go to the Yukon and it's just like, ah, you know. Yeah, you can like breathe a little you bit. You can, yeah. Mm-hmm. In Whitehorse? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never been... Actually, I really haven't traveled much in Canada at all. Yeah. I think just... Because when you look at, like, a plane ticket, and you're like, oh, well, I could fly to... Exactly. You know, you're like, Anywhere else. Ontario, yeah. or I could go to <laughs> Asia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely something that I want to do sometimes, because mm-hmm. it looks really, really beautiful, especially, like, in the summer, and... You should definitely mm-hmm. go. Yeah, and yeah. a little bit winter adverse, but mm-hmm. yeah, the winter is long there. Yeah, it looks <laughs> looks beautiful, but cold. But it's snowing here today. I can't even believe that. I know, Victoria. <laughs> We're supposed to be able to count on the city for like exactly for no yeah, snow. Let me down. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's fine. Like once a year is yeah, it's kind of nice. Not the end of the world. As long as, like, I hope that it doesn't get bad today. Yeah, because anything more than like six inches the city just kind of says stops and then shuts down yeah but yeah that's okay (laughs) it's a weekend it's almost like a rain snow so Mm -hmm. i don't think it's gonna stick what is the music scene like in whitehorse it's actually surprisingly good Mm -hmm. um same with the art scene i think whitehorse either attracts like government workers Miners, mm. like rednecky types mm-hmm. or artists cool. <laughs> so it's a really cool mix of um of people and uh, there's a lot of young people mm-hmm. you know coming up because you make more money and yeah and it's a good place to like start out your career and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's just like one of those places where you know you'll go to a party and then like 
suddenly everyone, you know, including like someone who looks like they could be your grandma, yeah, picks up their mandolin and like starts shredding. That's so nice. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I think there's just it's so dark in the winter, and the winter mm-hmm. is so long that you know there's and there's not that much else to do. Yeah. Um. So music is like a really good, you know thing to get into up there mm-hmm. and it's probably such a big yeah community builder as well especially yeah. if the winters are dark they kind of have to yeah you know yeah there's like you know it's mostly like i'd say like bluegrassy mm-hmm. kind of influenced music uh that's really strong up there mm-hmm. yeah cool and it's nice now too with the change in the digital landscape Mm-hmm. to create and have a successful career you don't necessarily need to be where everyone no. is all the time yeah exactly which is cool yeah. especially yeah for creativity if, mm-hmm. if your sound is more influenced than yeah more influenced, sorry not from like a super urban environment for example then yeah, yeah totally yeah i mean i think for me it's because i do spend quite a bit of time in toronto mm-hmm. anyways um i think i do think it's important to be there a little bit but yeah. but i don't feel like you have to be there all the time yeah i I'd feel like yeah if you weren't made for the environment or if you're touring all the time it would yeah easily yeah just be so it's a lot of stimulation it probably. is yeah you have to be turned on all the time yeah so this past year you released or i guess in 2018 you released your album all the hours i have left to to tell you anything sorry Um, (laughs) the longest title yeah it's a good title (laughs) um what kind of inspired that and what was the process in yeah creating it i guess um well i think it was um a process over a few years because i was touring my last record grand Mm -hmm. canyon for quite a long time and so i was like writing kind of fragments over on the road Mm -hmm. and in between uh, tours and stuff like that and um and then last year I kind of finally or in 2017 I finally like sat down and was like okay I gotta finish Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um my grandparents had both just passed away and my niece and nephew had been born there had just been like all these really big things And so I think that influenced it. And um, and also, um, I think the landscape of the Yukon, because I got to go on a helicopter ride mm. uh, when I played at Lynn Music Fest. Is, uh, they offer um, helicopter rides cool. to their artists. <laughs> Whoa, that's nice. <laughs> so I got to take this helicopter ride over a glacier mm-hmm. when I was there. And I had this moment where I was like, okay, I want my next record to sound like kind of like this helicopter ride (laughs) and um that's what we kind of tried to do i guess oh cool it's kind of crazy how um or it's really interesting if you're looking at something visual and you're trying to translate it into a different yeah medium yeah art form um -hmm. so you were writing mostly on tour that you said and then you sat down and we're like okay now we now we yeah because i can't finish anything on tour (laughs) yeah i just because well i never have enough time yeah so you just kind of write down ideas and and then come back to it later on Mm -hmm. and if it's good then you come back to it Mm -hmm. you know i find too when you have a lot of ideas or you get really inspired um like this isn't for music with me but yeah I'll have so many good, like ideas and things I want to do and I'll start them all and yeah. then looking at them all 
and kind of being like, okay, now I need to actually, yeah, it's so overwhelming for me. Totally. Yeah. And then you want to put it together in a way that it's cohesive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was that your decision then to release? Um, it's something I've been talking about with the past few guests, but just how, again, with the change in like digital distribution, how yeah. a lot more artists release like mostly singles now mm-hmm. versus albums. Um, yeah. Is that kind of, yeah, when you're making We definitely decisions. went for that uh, for this record because, yeah, it's just how the industry is yeah. right now. Uh, you can have a lot more impact on platforms like Spotify if mm-hmm. you're releasing singles. Yeah. It's just like it's a singles kind of place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Was it important for you still, though, to release one piece that has like the yeah, entire... Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I have, I've never just released a single mm-hmm. on its own, which uh, maybe I will mm-hmm. in the future. But yeah, for this, because I had all the songs and... And mm-hmm. also it, with, um, you know, Canadian funding, how it works. Like, they yeah. only fund albums. Right? Oh, I they didn't don't, know that. They don't find, fund just making a single. Okay. So you, you have to do the big, bigger project. The big project. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Huh. Cool. I mean, I guess it makes sense from their perspective because it's from, yeah. like, to, yeah, fund, like, you know. Say like yeah i wonder if it's gonna change yeah i feel like it probably will but. yeah especially for like up-and-coming artists too that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, are just you know as collaborations become bigger and bigger yeah like how that's gonna work but yeah interesting i was gonna say good to know but yeah not that that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> good to know for someone else yeah um, so you just finished your tour with, or you're finishing it tonight, rather, with Ivan Coyote for mm-hmm. Trader Time. Yes. Can you tell me, just for anybody that doesn't know, just a bit more about, you know, what the show is and kind of... Sure. It's a storytelling and music show. Mm-hmm. Ivan's an author, and I wrote music for woodwinds and um, a few other instruments. So all together, we're six people. Okay, cool. I incorporated a few songs from my new record mm-hmm. uh, into the show and with new arrangements. And um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a really beautiful show. And and every night when we do it, I'm like, this is something special. Have you been touring it for a while? No. Um, we've actually just tour? done because um, the tour I just came off was my own tour. Mm. And then, uh, and then we've been like interspersing Trader Time shows yeah. as well. So so far, we've done a few shows in Whitehorse, and uh, we sold out the Yukon Art Center there. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing this these two Victoria shows, and um, and then we're gonna take it on a longer tour uh, internationally. Oh, we cool. have like a collaboration with the the Scandinavian Embassy mm-hmm. uh, or the Canadian Embassy in in Scandinavia. Yeah. So they're helping us like put a good tour together. We're planning to go to Iceland and do like a bigger Canadian circumpolar tour mm-hmm. as well. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really it's really fun. And what's um it's like a story, like there's a story arc to Exactly, it. yeah. So it's called Trader Time because there's a radio show, like a buy and sell radio show mm-hmm. that has been going on since the seventies in Whitehorse called Trader Time. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the story is kind of based it's like family and life stories kind of loosely based around like buy and sell. Okay. 
so everything kind of goes in and out of these calls mm-hmm. for you know I would trade this for this mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a little hard to explain but yeah <laughs> um so the stories kind of start from there and and go into something yeah cool. yeah and Ivan Coyote wrote Ivan Coyote this, wrote yeah. the stories mm-hmm. and, and then, then I did the music cool. yeah that's so interesting and it's a pretty big like multimedia production as well right there's lots of visuals yeah yeah we have um six different animations by four different animators yeah (laughs) that's so interesting um how is this like how was it working with so many you know different artists in different media like storytelling animation well it's the first time i've done it yeah ivan's done a bunch of these kinds of bigger shows before Mm. um so I learned so much uh, and it makes me want to take my show and put more visuals and you know mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's really cool to to kind of go into the theater world a little bit mm-hmm. uh, where I've always been in the music world mm-hmm. um, so there's just a slightly different way of doing things like for example you get like way longer sound checks <laughs> yeah <I can imagine. laughs> and way longer you know way more help with the tech and stuff like mm-hmm. that um so it's been really fun and a cool. big learning experience for me yeah how was it taking because it sounds like with your own writing for your own work you're this is still your work but like for your yeah solo projects yeah you're writing a lot from your own experiences how was it creating music for somebody else's story um well some of the songs came from my record Mm -hmm. so they were already kind of like we sort of I wrote the record sort of at the same time Mm. and uh, and then Ivan was like well this song would really work super well in Trader Time as well um so we picked a couple of so baby i know and we are fire uh, are two songs from the new record that are in there and then the rest we wrote strictly or i wrote mm-hmm. strictly for the show and and it was a little different and yeah. but it's freeing for me because it's like it doesn't have to be so much me you mm-hmm. know what i mean uh whereas like my records i'm very picky like it has to be a certain way mm-hmm. um and feel like me whereas with this it's like well it doesn't have to be exact you know what i would put on a record it can be something else Mm -hmm. uh so it's really fun doing that too yeah and then like a bunch of you know parts are instrumental Mm -hmm. which is uh it was really like amazing for me to get back into writing more for for uh other instruments Mm -hmm. do you write um when you're creating new music do you start with the lyrics is that where it begins for you or um it kind of depends um usually there's a melody Mm -hmm. and some lyrics and then and then it kind of goes from there yeah cool i think the process of songwriting is yeah incredible i don't know how someone's brain thinks like that i think it's so cool to be able to yeah literally pick something out of thin air yeah and yeah, because I don't know. Most of us know, like, when we listen to a song, we know what we like and we know, like, what mm-hmm. to us is good. Yeah. But yeah, to be able to make that happen out of nothing, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I really admire it's, it. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. I like starting from nothing. That's, like, mm-hmm. probably my favorite process is, like, okay, where do we go? Yeah. 
what has been kind of in your career so far like the biggest like oh my goodness moment or like the biggest highlight for you is there one or is it kind of um hmm I think um I played Edmonton Folk Fest mm. uh was that last year two years ago 2017 I think mm-hmm. uh where um I shared the stage with tallest man on earth and passenger that's so crazy and the staves uh, which are Steve's, oh you should check them out I they're will. like an amazing uh three-piece sister band from the uk okay, they've cool. toured with like bonnie bear and, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of other people they're just unbelievable um harmony singers okay and they all sang along on my song that's and really crazy it was like it was it was a big big moment for me for sure that's so cool yeah yeah, you still listen to Tallest Man on Earth a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. So with big live performances, again, involving a lot of people um, for whether that's like Trader Time or performing at festivals, like you were just saying, what are kind of some of the challenges that are a little bit different than when you're performing on your own? Or I'd say usually with festivals and and or like opening slots for bigger bands Mm -hmm. or stuff like that you don't really get much of a sound check Mm -hmm. everything is very fast you kind of you know you're like thrown into workshops with people that you have no idea what's gonna happen and so that's kind of a challenge um but I don't know I kind of like it too yeah I (laughs) I'm into it I'm into that like just see what happens kind of thing mm-hmm yeah. I guess it's kind of one of those things where it's like what is really the worst thing it's like yeah, the, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know you're like hopefully people are pretty forgiving with just mistakes I think so yeah I think I think they are in general I actually sometimes I feel like people like mistakes yeah you know because they they want to go to a show and see something different yeah they want to listening experience. to the record and yeah. And if you make a mistake, that's kind of like, oh, that's something they'll... They'll remember. They'll remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Which is not great. But. I'm sure it translates... Like, prob- yeah, it probably always translates as charming, though, and nice. Yeah, <laughs> I played at uh, Hillside last year, and um, which is a festival in Guelph. Mm-hmm. This is uh, one challenge that can happen, is that your stage isn't set up like the way you normally mm-hmm. have it. So they'd set up the monitor for my bass player like right behind me. And I always like take some steps back. Oh no! Um, and I literally like fell straight backwards in slow motion. Kept playing my guitar. Oh no! And then somehow got up. I think from my like stomach muscles, <laughs> and kept playing the song. That's so cool. <laughs> but unfortunately, it was like packed. Oh my and uh, which is good, but but I'm fortunate in some ways because I've had so many people contact me after and was like, "I saw you at Hillside." Oh my god! <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Yeah, That's so hardcore. <laughs> I and felt a little bit hardcore because yeah. I was like, "Okay, I actually like kept playing the song through that." Yeah, which I think you know I'm kind of proud of myself for yeah. that moment. <laughs> that's kind of insane that <laughs> yeah yeah I think when the adre- adrenaline is going you're just it's uh 
something just happens you don't feel any pain or anything yeah. like that or you know I've had times where I've been super sick and gone yeah. on stage and then suddenly I don't have any like phlegm anymore or, you yeah. know what I mean it's like and then you get off the stage and you're like <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah adrenaline is crazy well it's like when you're really really busy and you somehow you know you're not taking care of yourself but you also yeah. don't get sick until you stop exactly and then you're sick yeah. forever <laughs> yeah but yeah oh that's sorry <laughs> yeah it's strange how the body works yeah what are some of the other projects that you have coming up this year so you said you will you be taking trader time on the european tour in 2019 or is that yeah, yeah. so we're doing that in november okay um cool. but in a couple of weeks i'm going to europe for my show mm-hmm. and um and then i'm also uh, after that going back to europe to portugal for a festival there oh, and that'll be nice um i'm excited yeah <laughs> Then uh, just festivals and touring in the summer and cool. stuff like that. Is the summer, like summer festival season, is that pretty big for you? Like, do you do? Yeah, usually it's like, I usually have been like medium busy. Like yeah. pretty much, you know, each weekend there's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where can people find you? <laughs> um, well, they can find me at sarahmcdougal.com mm-hmm. or Instagram, Music. Um, same with Facebook, Sarah McDougal Music. And of course, they can buy my record while well, I'm distributed through Membrance. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's through Sony in Canada and, uh, you know, Amazon or yeah. any of the, you know, record stores. Mm-hmm. You can get the vinyl. Yeah. Cool. Spotify. Yep. All the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that that's what it is now. Yeah. No more HMV. Sorry. No, I think there still are some. Yeah. In Europe, maybe. I think there might actually mm-hmm. have been one in Victoria until quite recently. Yeah. If I remember correctly. But there's so. more vinyl stores popping yeah, up, which is exciting. Definitely. Yeah, Victoria has quite. Well, for its size, I would say Victoria has quite a few. Nice. And I should check one out too. Yeah. <laughs> there's like Ditch, and yeah, mm-hmm. they're all around here. Great. Um, but it is really nice to see that the appreciation for physical yeah things is nice obviously like music is a lot more accessible digitally but mm-hmm. I yeah i don't think that's ever gonna go away no There's i don't think so either just even something like album artwork like there's so much yeah. work that goes into it still that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah people always want to hold on to something definitely yeah books and mo- books and movies no books and, <laughs> yeah. and music. records <laughs> books and <laughs> records all right thank you so much for coming on yeah thanks for having me <laughs> yeah. no. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and thanks again to sarah for coming on to the podcast i've linked to the show notes in the description for the episode so please check those out for more information on the topics we discussed as well as some photos and media if you enjoyed this episode please give us a rating and review on itunes off key still in its early stages and the reviews really do help if you have any topics that you would like me to bring up with one of our next guests, please either email me at offkey at membrane.net or send me a message at either Membrane Labs or Linsa Arnold on Instagram. Offkey and Fault Tolerant, our sibling podcast on tech and blockchain, are both produced by Membrane Entertainment Canada, aka Membrane Labs, a music services company that provides distribution services for the export of Canadian music. 
We're also exploring blockchain technology to create a more transparent and secure ecosystem for music's rights owners to get paid. If you're interested in recording your own podcast at Membran Labs, you can find out more information on our website, www.membranlabs.com. I think that's everything for today. Thank you for listening. And this is Baby I Know of Sarah's newest album, All the Hours I Have Left to Tell You Anything. See you next Monday. the giver